This episode brought to you by Pop Culture Childhood Trauma. Do you ask yourself how you've been able to cope with the existential dread of a global pandemic? Well, look no further than Pop Culture Childhood Trauma. Sure, your loved ones died and you're not able to say goodbye in their final moments because of quarantine restrictions, but at least you were prepared by watching a heroic horse die by drowning in mud because of depression. Wildfires caused by global warming may threaten your house, but that pales in comparison to Shel Silverstein's portrait on the back of your childhood poetry book. That's right. Since the age of fairy tales and of witches eating orphan children, pop culture childhood trauma has helped shape innocent, love-filled little humans into jaded, broken adults that run the world. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hey, everyone, welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your hey, panel. Hey. Sorry. <laughs> Starting out great. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Uh, your panel of expert hosts each week are me. I'm Dr. Bryce Hansen. I hold a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day. Hi. The foremost expert in scare no-nos. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. <laughs> How's your week going? Are you staying spooky? Oh, I'm, oh, Bryce, thanks for asking. <laughs> 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 yeah, you better, you better believe I'm staying spooky, my friend. I, 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 I had some, uh, <laughs> I had some of those little, uh, those little spiderweb pretzel treats. Oh, oh my goodness. Almost scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> I get a new tattoo of Annabelle around my entire back tattoo of all the Annabelle movies. And, uh, I'll tell you what. I, I can't do I can't this do it. anymore. This is a um, we're frauds. <laughs> If you're, if you've been listening to the podcast for long enough, you'll know we're just, we're just hack frauds. Just new boot goofing. Um, so today we've got a great show movie. I've been waiting to review for a long time. The Babadook. Oh baby. I think a lot of people are going to be excited about this review. Uh So, um, before we get into it, we just want to tell you if you're new to the show, we have a great podcast community, probably the greatest um, a bigly podcast community. Hugely. Huge. Uh, you can find it at Facebook, uh, the Facebook Horror Movie Talk group. Um, go to our website at horrormovietalk.com. You'll find links to all of our social media there and all the different places that we want to send you to, as well as all past episodes. And you can view some cool blogs and, of course, all of Dustin Goebel's awesome artwork. Um, we also have... A watch party every second Saturday of the month. So follow us again on Facebook to keep apprised of those. We've got a Twitch channel, um, all the things. We post new episodes every Wednesday. Please, if you want to do us a favor or are bored with, you know, the dullness of life, 
or feel, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Yeah, or if you feel you know like like you should be giving back to the show in some way, this is a great way to do it without actually spending any money. Mm-hmm. Just toss us a good five star review, say some nice words, or don't say anything. Just just drop a five star and, mm-hmm. and be done. If you want to ask us a question or just contact us, our voicemail is at 682-253-4468 to leave us a voicemail. So every show we give a brief review and our score for the movie, we score a scale on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, you know how 1 to 10 works. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And then later on, fuck. Did you do taglines? Um, yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> Later on, we'll have fuck for you. I'll have to come up with taglines because I forgot that I was going to do that. Later on, we'll have taglines. It's not like we haven't done this a million times before. And uh, Come up with taglines on the fly. Also, some one-star reviews for great movies. Bad movie reviews. Bad for- movie reviews for... What do, we, what do you call it? Bad movie reviews for good movies. Okay, so you can all look forward to that. Um, first off, um, let's play the trailer. We rewatched The Babadook, and it made me Babadook in my pants. Samuel. I want you to die. It isn't real. It isn't real. It's just a book. Where'd you get this? On the shelf. If it's in a word or it's in a look, you can't get rid of the Babadook. Babadook-duck-duck. It wants to scare you first. Then you'll see it. This monster thing has got to stop. You can't get rid of the Babadook. 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 Um, so the Babadook is available for rent on all the streaming platforms. You can get it on any old place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Babadook is writer-director Jennifer Kent's film debut, and she comes out of the gate strong. The film is about a single mother, Amelia Vanek, and her six-year-old son, Samuel, um, uh, struggling with grief, childhood, parenthood, and the supernatural. Samuel, who's obsessed with and terrified by monsters, discovers an odd children's book in their house. The book, titled Mr. Babadook, is a pop-up book that contains strikingly scary illustrations and tells the story about a being that arrives after knocking thrice and haunts people until they wish they were dead. As Amelia tries to reassure her son that the Babadook isn't real, she begins living out the experience described in the book. The more she tries to explain the um, the coincidences away, the more powerful and undeniable her experiences become. <clears throat> and everybody gets more Babadook than they bargained for. It's a, it's a really simple premise. 
um, to the point where you're like, well, why isn't this must have been done before of just like, it's basically like monster under the bed. Yeah. Like yeah. A, a horror movie based on children being scared of monsters. Monsters. Yeah. Um, it's actually based off of Jennifer Kent's short film called Monster. Oh. Which is basically that. It was which a monster is, in their closet. Which is based off of the 2003 movie Monsters, Inc. Right. Um, I love everything about the Babadook. For me, it stands as one of the three pillars of elevated horror, in quotation marks, of the last decade. The other two being The Witch and Hereditary. Wow. All, all three are from freshman feature film writer-directors and that come out strong out of the gate. Like, I can't... I'm just shocked how, how good these movies are for being their first mm. movie. Yeah. That they, it's their own creation. Like you, anyways. Man, you put this alongside the witch and hereditary. Absolutely, I, I love this movie. Wow. I and I know you don't like it, and I'm I'm really curious about what what your uh, take on it is. Um, this film is an obvious homage to the German expressionist silent films of the 20s that established the earliest foundations of hor- of the horror film genre. It's also deeply modern in its exploration of grief, the stresses of parenthood, and mental health crises. Um, Kent adeptly interweaves all of these themes in a way that make you question whether Amelia is actually experiencing a haunting, a psychotic break, or both. There aren't any cheap shots pulled. Uh, The relationships and emotions portrayed in the movie feel real and well-worn. The characters are easy for the audience to empathize with and care about. When the Babadook attacks this poor family it feels like there are real stakes the dread and suspense is well developed and steadily delivered over the hour and a half runtime even after the ending you're left with a sense of unsureness about whether or not what happened was real or imagined it works on a lot of different levels for me and i'm excited to talk about um this again is one that i feel is near perfect um like this is in terms of experience this is about as good as i can expect a movie to be so i give it a 10 out of 10 wow the, I, and i'm excited about it like i'm excited about this movie this is so crazy i it's so rare that our opinions diverge this much right um i hate this movie i don't just dislike this movie i find no value in it almost at all it's feels clumsy uh and unintentionally annoying uh intentionally unintentionally annoying i should say mm. um to prove a point or to stand for um for the grief um you know it's it's it feels like a big cudgel it feels like a the whole movie to me feels like a gigantic hammer to to uh just force you to feel uncomfortable or um or to try and get across what I feel is a real clumsy point of children are difficult um and and I don't feel I, I just don't feel like it earns very much at all um it doesn't it, it doesn't seem scary to me um it does feel uncomfortable uh and I dislike it for that discomfort that it seems to intentionally want to just drag me through 
it takes an hour and a half long movie and makes it feel like two and a half hours. I, I hate this movie. <laughs> this is, although I can see that time and effort was placed into it. And so I'm not going to go lower than a three out of 10. Because clearly, um, clearly it's, you know, there's a lot of effort put into it. I did not like the effort at all. And it, and it lands completely flat when it hits me Mm. and I'm not alone either. Um, Carrie, this is our second time watching this movie. Uh, we watched it when I I believe right when it came out, um, this is a 2014 movie, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, and I think, uh, it, I think it debuted as a Netflix um, mm-hmm. special release or something like, you know, it it was available for streaming on Netflix for free, you know, if you had a Netflix account mm. uh, upon release, I think. But in any event, as soon as it came on Netflix, there was a big buzz around it. Or maybe not as soon as, but we watched it before mm-hmm. the buzz and both of us were just like, that was uncomfortable <clears throat> and unnecessary. Moving on. Um, and, and now again, I, now this second viewing has me really irked because it's mm. just like, okay. And really the, the thing that irks me about it is how much praise it got. Um, and I don't feel like it deserved it, but clearly other people do. And that's, that's fine. You know, everybody is entitled to their opinion and they're like assholes. Mm. So my opinion stinks just I'm sure like a lot of people will let me know about on that note, Mm. check out (laughs) nightchannels.com. Our favorite sponsor. If you need clothes to cover your body, which by last check, everyone does. Who doesn't Um, go to nightchannels.com and please just go there and browse and you're going to find shirts that you want. They have some of the best, most unique uh, horror movie Merchandise, also like uh, metal, occult, uh, alternative music, uh, wear, so shirts and hoodies mostly, at reasonable prices, and even more reasonable, you can use code HMT at checkout to get 13% off your entire order. I haven't done this in a minute, so I'm going to do this for this ad. Um, Here are a few of the horror-themed horror movie themed shirts that you can find on nightchannels.com. And by the way, these are all designs you've never seen before. So when I say they have an alien from 1979 shirt, um, it's not like any alien shirt you've ever seen before. This is unique. And this is something you're not going to want to walk away from. So here we go. We got alien. We got the sandworm from Dune. We got a fantastic planet shirt. We got, the Thing, uh, Berserk, if you're familiar with the uh, the anime adaptation uh, of Berserk. We got Neuromancer, Possession from 1981, Blue Velvet, which is a shirt that I've almost bought about three times now, Tetsuo the Iron Man, Ghost in a Shell, uh, Critters 2, uh, The Witch, Sallow, Tales from the Crypt, and so much more. So check them out at nightchannels.com and use that HMT code at checkout to get 13% off of your whole order. Did you like hearing that commercial? If not, go to our Patreon 
and join to be able to skip over those commercials and get an, an early access to an episode as soon as we finish editing instead of waiting till Wednesday if you're a fan. Check out patreon.com slash horror movie talk. There's many different tiers that you can check out. Um that you're gonna love the most um liked aspect is the afterpod where we leave the mics running and just talk about everything else not necessarily horror or movie related and uh people that like us like it um also you can go to our shop at horrormovietalk.com slash shop and buy some logo tea logo logo tees logo tees of horror movie talk featuring our awesome logo designed by Dustin Goble, as well as stickers, stickers, coasters, magnets. We got it all. There's Do we even, have magnets? Hmm? I got some scream magnets. Oh, when did you get that? Oh, I don't know. Last The last time we, huh. we bought some off of there. Cool. Um, so speaking about Dustin Goble, you need to check him out on Instagram at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. He takes commissions and is very... A reasonably priced. Um, so take advantage of him, please. Yeah. He's he's salt of the earth. If if you're if you're also if you if you do go to our HMT shop, any uh any stickers that aren't our logo um that you buy, uh some of that goes to Dustin as well. So do do your do your part, support Dustin. He's a starving artist. And he has kids who need wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh to leave a voicemail, that number again is 682-253-4468. Let's get into spoilers. Let's. Spoilers. Okay, well, let's get into it right away. So, I want to unpack what you despise about this movie. So. Okay. It's a cudgel. It feels like it's just about how hard it is to raise a kid. No, I mean, no, I don't feel like that's just what it's about. It's definitely trying to uh, get across, you know, it's definitely tackling multiple things. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there's the grief of losing their father. Mm-hmm. There's of, of losing the kid's father. There's the difficulty of of being a single mother, a, a widow, mm-hmm. and having to raise this memory of the man you once loved. Um, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of emotional stuff that's tied up in this. Um, what I don't appreciate at all is the way in which it does it, which is all just through discomfort and just flat out nastiness. Um I'll tell you this, this movie reminds me a lot of Eraserhead. Um, a lot of Eraserhead in that it's, um, it's meant to convey sorrow, terror, and, uh, and, and like ultimate anxiety. Like mm-hmm. these are the things that it's meant to convey. It just does it in a way that's just so bash you in the face nasty. Uh, what's what's nasty like what because i don't feel it gets nasty until like well into the movie and even then it's like I, well there's multiple parts to it right there's the way she there's the way she treats and reacts to this little kid multiple times and it feels like it doesn't it doesn't you know it starts maybe second act um where she tells him to eat shit 
And it's like, it's just a little much for me. It's a lot much for me. It's, it's so, it's so sad. It's, it's, it's just, um, it's just this big, very sad, like unnecessarily sad thing, uh, that the way it conveys it is so depressing. And see, that's so interesting because you, you really like a racer head. I don't No, You don't No, I've seen it. And I, I would say that it's, it's a movie, um, to watch, um, once mm-hmm. I would never recommend watching it more than once. And even then it's not a, it's not a movie that I would highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Like Eraserhead is, um, it's a one trick pony and mm-hmm. it goes on for way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, you know, I, I reckon, I do like David Lynch, mm-hmm. uh, and, and as far as David Lynch movies go, it's one of the, m- m- you know, more quote unquote important ones, but I yeah. would, I would definitely wouldn't say I like that movie. I, in, in terms of watchability, it's almost nil. <laughs> if, if there's somebody out there who's sitting down and watching a razor head multiple times, that's somebody to watch out for. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, it gets, this movie gets really nasty and it gets very dark. Like, mm-hmm. it's a very, very dark movie, but I don't think it's, um, unrelenting until, like, the third act. Like, it's the beginning, the first act is, it's depressing. It's still dark, but it's mostly setting up the kind of just really, uh, sad situation of this little family and that she's trying to hold it together and um she's not able to cope with the normal challenges of life which is like getting your kid to school and getting to work work sucks you know raising a kid is hard like they're strong-willed and sometimes if you have uh, a kid that's you know, trouble at school or like, um, just like, you know, not doing what you want them to do. Or is, I mean, I wouldn't even say this kid is like non neurotypical. It's just, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a kid that's in, in that zone of, of imagination and, um, kind of obsession and not being able to deal with his own emotions very well. And, having that thrown in as a as a problem to deal with or as as like a responsibility as a parent to alleviate when you don't have the capacity to take care of yourself yeah like it becomes a problem so i mean yes in a sense it starts out like the it's not like starting out as a happy family of like oh yay yeah it starts out dark and it gets way darker but i think the understanding for me is there of like this family it's it's like puts you in right in the middle of the action when it comes to um the failure of coping or just like the the onset of real true severe depression you know that that you can't get out of alone and but with that you can tell that this is a loving family that she really loves her son yeah that she really cares about 
you know, his education about like his, him providing friends, him having friends. Yeah. She's, he definitely loves her. Like that's, that's where like the light is in this movie is, is in Samuel. Like, and it's, it plays with how likable and unlikable each character is in the movie to me really well, because you start out, you feel sorry for Amelia, um, your heart goes out to her, and then by the end, you're like, "You're, you're kind of a monster." And it's yeah. it's the question is like, is the monster Amelia, or is the monster the monster, or is there a monster? Right. And with Samuel, it's it starts out with like, "Okay, well, this is the most annoying child in the world." <sighs> yeah. Um, and then if you're a parent of a six year old boy, you realize like, "Oh, this is a very normal child." This is just a six year old boy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The the parallels between Samuel and my son Esten are pretty shocking. Like it's pretty really? similar. Like this it's not like an exact copy, but it's like Esten is all up in his head in his imaginary zone and like he's very easily frightened by outside influences of like TV or, or books or, or whatever to where he'll obsess with it. And, you know, no matter how much convincing you try to make of, like, this is not real, it's okay, everything's fine. And then also, like, hey, focus, we need to do this now. Like, stop talking about Pokemon. You know, stop stop having Pokemon battles. We got to do this now. Like, you need and to then, focus on school. And then there's this Pokemon, and his name's this, and he does this, and then there's this Pokemon, and yeah. his name's this. So, part of it is, like, I get it. Like, the... The feelings and, like, the darkness when it comes to, like, being super frustrated as a parent, um, like, that's something that is interesting to explore, and it makes you feel bad. I mean, anytime you are frustrated with a kid and you don't react well because you're human, mm-hmm. like, well, that's, like, one of the worst feelings in the world. Nothing parallel to, parallels that. Yes. Yeah. That's the ultimate guilt. And that's, like... <laughs> That's true terror. It's like, oh, yeah. Am I, I a, am I a monster? I've called you multiple times. Yeah, needing support for feeling just like what you're describing. I don't enjoy the way this movie handles it. Um, Why? Uh, I, I feel it handles it so it's well. So it's such a it's such a cudgel in this. It feels it feels just like the. You know what it feels like? Is it is it feels like um, they're trying to they're 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 singing to the back row. You know, it's like, well. Well, what's the, give me a cudgel moment. Because it feels like you're talking about stuff that comes later in the film. And that's like influenced by like supernatural forces. I mean, that's like, that's where it goes. That's not where it is the whole time. I feel like it earns that eventually. Well, I mean, so let's, let's take a look at uh, Samuel. So, um, so first of all, the mother, I, c- I can't remember her, her name, but, uh, Amelia, she's a, a, a great actress and mm-hmm. she does a, a real good job in this. Um, that boy, I don't know if you could get a boy this age that could do a good job. I think you can because ET exists. Um, but not, not a, not a great performance from him. Really? Oh man, it's just rough. Why? It's, what? What didn't you like? 
I don't like. I I just don't. I just don't like the. It's he's not believable, and he's. I don't know. He's. I can't quite put my finger on Samuel, but I can tell. I can tell you that his performance pulls me out of it every step of the way. It's this. It's this over over exaggerated. Um, constantly wide-eyed, constantly like on, 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 um, um, and it's just I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't have a way to to express it beyond that. Just this, this, um, I feel like it's a very kid performance, like it's a performance that a little kid would give, and that's that's what's hard about this movie is. You need kind of a little kid and you need a mom. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's finding a good child actor is definitely hard. Um, and especially with this kind of content, I just don't, I just don't think they were able to, to do that. I don't think they were able to find a kid who it didn't work for me. See, I, I disagree. Like, I think he did great. He's, he's actually six. Wow. He's the age of the character, which is like, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you don't see that happening very yeah. much. And like, you know, that means now he's like 11 or 12. There's some scenes with him specifically that I think are just really really sell, which is the scene in the car like it's a meme now of like when he's screaming and like <sighs> freaking out. Like that's like holy shit, how did they get a kid to do that performance? Like that's shocking like it's it's to a level that like i've experienced in real life i'm like well that happens definitely and um getting a kid to act that or to have that reaction elicited and not like yeah circumstantial is i mean that's he did a great job and then the other one was like some of the scenes where he's heartbroken and he's looking at his mom and like just like what are i love you like please like stop doing this like it's so heartbreaking to me and it's so believable of like it feels all stilted and weird to me even i can see him doing it in my mind as you're saying these things and i'm and i'm just annoyed at it and it could just be that i'm just annoyed by it i mean i i get it i sometimes i'm completely drawn out by child actors and I could even understand, like, yes, wonder, it's it's not, it's not like to a level where it's like, oh, well, that's like a serious kid that's able to, you know, pull yeah. this out. It's like, no, he's he's an amateur, but I feel like the performance that's pulled out of him is is accomplishes its purpose at the very least. Like I can't, I can't say that I can overlook the fact that he's a child, you know, that it's not, there's not limitations to it, but I think he did a great job in, in a, in the trivia and IMDB or in an interview I read or whatever, it was like, they had, um, auditioned a lot of kids and a lot of like nine year olds Mm -hmm. for it. And they said that the piece missing was, I mean, they, the piece missing was like a lack of innocence and, and they were basically saying it was, it was what you're criticizing, which is it feels like someone's acting it. 
You know, it feels like they're, it's more artificial and that they're able to, from the actor of the age, able to show, um, what that's really like. Like I, it's not possible for my eight year old to get to the level that my six year old does. Like she can get close, mm-hmm. but I don't a think a certain amount of j- jade starts building up. Well, within and just you at a certain and point. reservation, right. you know, just yeah, like there's at six, depending on the maturity of the, of the child, like it, it reaches this level of power. <laughs> yeah. And also has not, does not have any filters on it yet. Right. At all. And like, that's, that's where I see it here. And, and just like, yeah, from child actor, child actors, I get it. Like I, I've been drawn out before too. Um, and for some reason, not in this movie, but also I'm, I'm giving it some leeway, like kind of like Goonies leeway where it's like, okay, well, I mean, see, it's but, not perfect, but. And that's fine. Like I could totally see giving that kid some leeway if I wasn't already so annoyed by like the script, the set pieces, the, like the, the, the cudgel that this movie feels like to me, like the, it just, it's just a big, one big exercise in trying to annoy David into, into the, and making me really sad. Like it's, like I feel like this is this is one of those things that the with um that I notice sometimes is that um I mean I don't want to I don't want you to like take this as I'm I'm diagnosing anything or or whatever but like what I notice sometimes with you specifically is a movie can send you over the edge of comfort to where sometimes it taps in a little too much to where, so like when you're on Twitch and you're playing like the, the horror video games where it's like, mm-hmm. I cannot enjoy this because right. it's affecting me too much. Like right. this is. Yeah, sure. That could, it, that could definitely be a part of it. Um, I don't, to be honest though, I mean, on second viewing, I knew the movie, you know, and really it was just it's just fucking annoying to me. Like it, it was, and, and not only annoying, but just not effective at all. Like mm. it was, I, 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 there are, I, it's, it, it's hard when, when I feel this much, uh, disdain for a movie to like really st- to like break it down uh-huh. into its separate pieces and be like, and not just say something like it just fucking saw it. Look at it. Right. It's stupid. <laughs> you know, right. like, duh, it's a dumb movie. Um, I'm not saying that's not a possibility, but on second viewing, though, I knew the whole movie and it just felt exhausting and, and, uh, and it didn't feel like it earned much. Hmm. Um, and, re- and really, a lot of that has to do, I mean, well, there's so much, there's so much of this that I just don't like. Like I said, the set pieces are, dark and monotone and dingy the whole way through what do you mean set pieces what are you talking about when you say just the house the oh, house the, the production design the production design the colors being used right um just it's all big monotone and it's all meant to convey that oh it's you know an emotion of sadness grief uh despair um well it's a, it's a real callback to these movies from the 20s like it's basically like a black and white movie set. It's yeah. it's all like 
blue gray tones yeah. monotone monochromatic like intentionally and 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 really intentionally like right really really intentionally right to and and so intentionally that like the times where you get to see color is when we're watching tv uh and not just right. any tv like like stock footage right, of, right. of bugs right. crawling around and shit right i mean it's it's stylized right that's for me like so there's uh, i i get problems with set design when it feels like okay they're using cliche or it's like shorthand where it's like again like the haunted house syndrome yeah where it's okay this is a f- normal suburban family home but they don't have any lamps that are younger younger than the like mid 70s right. baby poop color and they only have like one lamp per three rooms apparently because it's so dingy and dark right and you're supposed to live in here as a family with kids yeah duh um okay and then you see like contrast movies where it's like oh this is a normal house like you even the exorcist you see like oh yeah this is like yeah people would live here it's all of the time right it all makes sense um this on the other hand isn't either one of those this is highly stylized like on purpose it's supposed to say this is heightened you know this is like um it's supposed to comment on like the the psychological you know, experience of the mother. And also it's just kind of off-putting to, to where it's like, and it's complimentary to the design of the villain, you know? Yeah. And like, if you, if you put this like up against like Nosferatu or, you know, cabinet of Dr. Caligari, it's, it's like, you see like, oh, okay, this is, this is specifically what they're trying to, the, the design for the Babadook, was taken from i think it's considered a lost movie i don't think it's actually you can actually watch it but it's just like something from london or whatever you find like mm. the the photos from it it's a crooked man or something the babadook looks exactly like this guy like <laughs> you know <laughs> with the top hat and stuff um it was starring um lon cheney and so there's definitely in terms of like the look of the film like that's very intentional and very stylized. Yeah. And, and I like that. I, I, I was like, I, I feel that's cool. It adds, adds a, like a tone to it. It's definitely, but for me, it's definitely off putting. Right. For me, not good off. It really starts in like where it kind of sells it for me is the appearance of the book. <laughs> like that's my favorite part, which is, and that's where it feels the most real. Even though it's it's also kind of, you know, already supernatural because it's like, where the fuck did this book come from? Like, why wouldn't this mother know where this book came from? Right. She either bought it or was given. Right. And like, yeah, lo- yeah. Books don't just show up, especially like giant pop-up books. Big red pop-up books in your gigantic gray-blue <laughs> house. So, <laughs> um, I love the scene where they're going through the book and like instantly the creepiness of these illustrations where you're like, as a parent, you're like, Jesus Christ, that's, they're just showing the hand and you're like, well, this is going to give a child, any child nightmares by yeah. looking at this book. And then it progressively gets like super nefarious and like, like, okay. And the hard cut to just Samuel sobbing, crying and her like reading a fairy tale, like just exhausted, like, oh, God damn it. It what goes, it goes real hard on the kids are hard. Uh, thing with this kid he's constantly 
constantly testing her of just of just like and this is something that I feel like a lot of that this is a concept that just annoys the shit out of me to begin with is this thing where people go life's hard it's real hard having kids is hard oh it's real hard it's not it's like yeah it's hard but it's not that fucking hard and this is something if you if you want to like dive take a deep dive into david this this goes down to my core which is like a lot of my childhood i felt uh gaslit and i was being gaslit and i had you know an alcoholic father and it was a lot of a lot of bullshit that i had to like that i was not able to believe um because it proved to be very clearly just a lie that was told to me. And a lot of it was stuff like, it's really hard. I don't know. We can't do this or that. It's just too hard. Just too hard to do it. Too hard to do this or that. And, uh, and so, and so now I'm just so irritated by these notions of things are unsurmountably hard because I realized because those were the things being sold to me. Like, mm. can't do this. It's too hard. Can't do that. It's too hard. And as I grew up, I, I started realizing like, oh, you can do this shit real easy. Like went over to Scott's house and we did that shit four times. It wasn't hard at all. Like whatever the thing is, mm-hmm. you know, like I was scared to do my fucking laundry because mm-hmm. I thought it was so hard. It turned out there's a fucking machine that did it. And I, and I just was like, well, it must be, you know, piloting that laundry machine mm-hmm. is very hard. Anyway, th- that c- notion is very big in this movie of like, life's hard and it's hard to get through things. And this child and raising a child is prohibitively hard and, oh, it's hard. And so that, that's a, a thing like within me. That's definitely, that's a me thing, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, and I'll, that's probably why you find it so difficult to work with me because I'm definitely that sometimes. I don't find it difficult to work with you. Um, the it's very easy. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I, I think it just taps into you know. I mean, I'm sorry. Like parenting is hard. Like sometimes it's very hard. Sure, because, it's like, hard. You can't. I'm not saying it's not hard. Right. I'm it's, saying it's not, and I'm I'm not saying that like, yeah, it's not not focusing on that and saying it's insurmountable, but it's it's taking the entire picture of like there's so many things working against yeah this family. this poor lady that like you know she lost her husband and it's been years and she hasn't properly grieved him grieved him and that's like. The entire movie is an allegory for that. Like, I get the it. entire movie is an allegory of like, the more you don't confront grief or try to put it behind you without processing it, the worse it becomes and the more control it has over you as a person. Um, which is a really powerful idea to me. And, and, uh, but also like that. And then people around you judging you, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't make it easier. Obviously, no. I mean it's it's like so depressing that it's like okay, this person needs help, but the people around them are just so sick of their shit at this point, giving where them they don't want the opposite of help, right? And then she has to deal with the regular stuff that people just Take don't want to do. Yeah, 
like when when there's stuff that you don't want to do, like when you can barely get out of bed, then it's like, yeah, then that becomes insurmountable. It's like, well, this is going to be a spiral. And so it kind of replicates that feeling and elevates it to the point of like extremeness. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I really wish you, you would like this movie, but like, I, I get it that it's not, it's too much. Well, it's I can, just I can understand how it can be too much. Yeah. It's just not in the cards and look, don't at me, you know, like here's the thing about, about, uh, uh, this movie is, is I, I, I can certainly see that this is going to be basically a dog whistle to people who can relate to Mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. Right. Um, But but similarly, not everyone can relate to everything, you know? And Mm -hmm. I, while I do see what it's going for or to whom it relates and why, I don't appreciate it the same way people don't appreciate the things a lot of the times the extremes that I enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I do enjoy a lot of fucking weird shit, a lot of weird fucked up weird shit. And people go, how do you do that? And I've just, I've just separated it in my mind. I don't even talk about it mm-hmm. because most of the time, because I just go, they can't, they're not gonna, they're not gonna mm-hmm. want to deal with this from me. Like, I know it's annoying, but uh, but it's something that I like because I can relate to it. So I, I get it. You know, I do understand that this is, you know, a metaphor and an allegory wrapped inside a riddle about depression and grief and all this kind of stuff. It's hard for me. It's, it is really hard for me to appreciate that, though, mm. um, in a deep and prof- profound way, mm. um, just because I don't I don't have it's I experienced depression like real serious depression for a stint in my life and it probably wasn't i i like for me it was serious i don't know the depths of depression Mm -hmm. or sadness or grief for other people um but it was unpleasant Mm -hmm. (laughs) fucking very unpleasant uh but it's generally speaking it's not my mode so that make i feel like that may also play into my just I just look at this like like uh, like Hank Hill looks at Bobby hmm. kind of. It's just like I f- I'm from a different world. I can't get you, yeah, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> there's just so many things to talk about. Um, <laughs> so many things working against this this poor this poor woman. Not the least of which is getting your orgasm interrupted by your kid. Dude. This is this is what I'm talking about. It's like, God damn it. It's so... Can you let up? Dude, this thing... That bothered me so much is this kid... She's constantly sleeping in a bed with this kid. I'm like, all I want to do is just shake her and say, like, make him sleep in his own bed. This house is huge. Just make him sleep in his own bed. You're not doing him any favors here. Um... The the progression, so like they read this book and she's like, What the fuck is this shit? Like, why why? And I feel that so much as a parent of just like why why did like I expose my child to this? Like wh- like what? what what have I done? Like what? Well, we've talked before on previous episodes of the uh the hallway monster. <laughs> oh yeah. With Eston. We- 
Woo! specifically. Um, I think we've talked about it recently, but the, the long and short of it is I was tired of my son getting out of bed at night. And so one night I said that you can't come out of your bed after, you know, we put you to bed or else the hallway monster is going to get you. And it, uh, it only doesn't attack little children that have to go potty. So, you know, if you're out, you need to make fart noises so it knows that you need to go to the bathroom. Then all you get is just... And all... To to Eston, all he heard was... There's a monster. Hallway monster. And then he just heard like a a high-pitched ping sound in his... Yeah. (laughs) Like, just saw, you know, blankness. There's As he a, was comprehending the terror that is the hallway monster. There's a monster in this house, and wah, 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 no matter, monster will come and get you if you go out or you get out of your bed. Wah, 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 wah. No matter how many times I explain, Eston, there's no hallway monster. I made it up. It's okay. It's not. There's no hallway monster that's going to get you. Like, and, he, and he understood it. Even then, like three months later, he's like, yeah, but there's no hallway monster. There's no hallway monster, though. Right. Right. What if okay? So there, like this, the frustration with like, oh god damn it! Now I've unleashed something here. Yes, I, I have a question for you. What if? Just bear with me here. What if I were to just you know, as I'm leaving this house, <laughs> just say something real casual, just as I'm leaving to ask and be like, hey, don't let the hallway monster get you, and then just walked out. <clears throat> yeah, he'd he'd probably be bothered. <laughs> Probably wouldn't like it. Yeah. This same kid was... My son was also terrified by black holes once he saw like a YouTube video about black holes. He's like, there's just a void that eats up everything and there's one in the middle of our galaxy. And you're like, shut up, kid. I'm trying to watch a Langoliers here. (laughs) So, so there's that. She's dealing with that. And, uh... The progression of like her starting to experience and see things and like get more paranoid and get more depressed and like, um, like, um, frazzled. Man, yeah. the makeup department on this movie is fantastic. This is the most frazzled yeah, she, mother I've ever seen on film. She ages like. 20 years in this movie yeah she's so great the actress is so great yeah she's she's beautiful too like um i haven't seen is she in much else um i haven't checked but not not that i recall yeah she definitely ages like yeah 20 25 years in this ew yeah so she you know she rips apart the book and and throws it away there's a great moment it's one of those great moments where it's like this eerie music and like rising violins and stuff. And then she just shuts the, the garbage can and says, Oh, it's gone. It's yeah. Like, it's like, all right, fuck this shit. There's so many fuck this shit moments in this movie that I, that I smile at that I'm as like a parent where I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Which is God damn it. I'm like what the fuck? It's so weird. It's so weird that we're so copacetic on so many things. And then just sometimes something will come out yeah. there and it'll be like, this might be the most divided we've ever been. I think the most we've divided up until has been like three to seven. Kuso, yeah, was yeah was pretty divisive. Or but, like two and seven. What didn't you like about Kuso? It's just 
I laughed. It made me almost want to vomit. It was just so uncomfortable. It was just gross. so uncomfortable. I laughed. And it just the didn't f- have any like redeeming. Oh, I thought it was hilarious. I just don't like avant-garde for avant-garde sake stuff. Mm. Like, if it was like, I mean, it felt like a music video without the music, you know? I'd watch Kuso like four times before I watch this movie again. Oh, God. It's just, I could smell it. (laughs) There's there's moments in Kuso that I love. Like, I love the uh, Mr. Quiggle. Mr. Mr. You still remember? Man, it's been a long time since we watched it. I can't believe you remember his name. I didn't remember his name. Yeah, that that part is fantastic. I like the Hannibal Burris moment where they're sitting on the couch and there's those two TV aliens, Mm -hmm. and uh, and they're talking about sending this girl's family into the nether Mm. realm. They're like, "No, I can't go in there." (laughs) Hannibal Burris is so funny in that movie. That that part is like the the second close second, but it's. I love that. It movie. was just it was just not much. It was like uh, the extreme version of Gummo. It's like nope, not interested. Oh, Gummo was yes, Gummo was like I I watched Gummo expecting to be like so appalled, and I was like okay, yeah, well, all right, well that's yeah, that's it's not a fucking weird movie. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so she starts like getting all these experiences and getting more desperate, um, going to the doctor and trying to deal with like sleep deprivation. Um, and like the constant, like, um, gaze of people judging her and, and, and having pity, but also judging her, you know? Yeah. And, um, like that's, that's one of those things where it's like, when you're dealing with kids, the scene at the birthday party is was so such an interesting set piece because it's her sister really is concerned for her and has been for a long time. Yeah. And wants to support her, but also wants to like kind of push her past yeah. like, okay, we can't be doing this forever. Like, let's do separate birthday parties. You know, maybe her your son can have a birthday on his actual birthday. David, David, this is so awkward. The background is that the whole beginning of this movie was this car crash with her husband where they were driving so she could give birth to Samuel and they get in a car crash and her husband dies. So there's a whole nother level of like, as a viewer, you're like, how much does she hold Samuel, hold it against Samuel? And at some point, you know, and it's questionable how much this is her and how much of this is like the desperation or the Babadook. She says, like, I wish, you know, why couldn't it be you instead of my husband? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's pretty fucking dark. Um, but she's still like, yeah, that's, that's dealing with it. And it's me. It's it one of those things very roughly like those things hit, <clears throat> hit me in this movie. And I'm just like, like, yeah, I understand that those, that these things exist, but I don't want to, I don't want to look at them. Right. You know, like yeah. it's no gross. Yeah. And I, I love looking at them. I hate it. I, uh, it's, it's just so interesting to me, like the extremity of the human experience with these things to where, how difficult can these things be? Cause like, okay, you're mourning the loss of your husband who you love and you're reminded of it every birthday for your son, which is supposed to be a celebration. 
It's like when people die on Christmas. It's like, God damn it. So like how, yeah. How do you deal? How long does it take before you're like, well, Christmas is just Christmas and that never, it never happens again. Christmas is ruined. So they fucking ruin Christmas. So they're at this party and, and you know, there's pity on Amelia and they, they know that Samuel's a handful and they're like, want to help. And then Samuel, you know, is basically bullied by yeah. the by his cousin by his cousin, and pushes her out of the, you know, that bitch treehouse. Which is like, yes, this is a thing that happens with six year olds. Like oh, they're totally. It's, but it's also easy for as a parent to see a six year old do that to your kid and be like, fucking monster. I want to snuff out the life of that child. Like, see, this is on you, parent separate them from my child because because it's like this fight or flight response of like I have to protect my child and fuck this like all bets are off now once you you hurt my child it's so weird I have the I like I have this like super laissez-faire feel uh around my uh, the energy around this kind of thing is just like there's no like I I and and I don't know why like I'm so keyed up on other stuff but when it comes to like okay, so last night we went to uh, we went to a park, and we had we had a, a time. It was a good time. It was a cruise in. We we did a, you know, there's a bunch of there's fucking balloons that get blown up, all that kind of shit. Well, there's this part where there's a uh, merry go round, and uh, you know, uh, there's all these kids around it. Of course, my little two year old daughter runs up. One of the kids is hanging way too far off the merry go round. Absolutely fucking levels mm-hmm. Emma. I uh, I mean. Knocks her into three weeks from now. We haven't seen her. <laughs> right. We're waiting to get there. And uh, like Bob yelled at me. My father-in-law yelled at me. He's like, why didn't you go up and like you saw her walking towards us. I was like, Bob, it was too late by the time I saw it. For sure. All I'd have done is been there to hug her a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Like there's just nothing I could have done. And then like, and I didn't yell at the kid. Like I didn't feel anything. I was just like, oh, girl. You know, this shit's going to happen. Get ready for this shit to happen over and over right. again. Like, I, for some reason, I. Yeah, well, I yeah, I mean, that's that specific circumstance of like. No, I, it's I know not, what you it, mean. Yeah, but like. I, I don't have a lot of feelings around, around tap, little kids doing mean things to each other because it's just like little kids are fucking mean. Dude, if I if I see like a kid being mean to my kid or like pushing them down or like specifically like yeah doing shit mm-hmm. like just being <laughs> being a little shit i literally just like See have red. visions of like how much jail time would i get if i just smacked them wow so hard that, that just knocked them out with the power of my giant palm you that's, know that's that's incredible like it's so it makes me so angry to see any harm, any like ill-willed, ill-will, cruel, uh, sourced harm yeah. to my kids. Um, even even among my kids, like I can't stand that. Like when you know what you're doing, yeah, you're making the uh, bad choice, and like it makes me angry. That's the thing that makes me angry is when my kid chooses to do the bad thing. I'm like, I fucking taught you better than, the, you know, like that feeling. I hate right. that very strongly. 
and yeah, so it's like I can tap into that. Like I, I get it to where like I can understand like that mm-hmm. mom's yeah. reaction of like, all right, fuck this. Like I'm tired of dealing with this. Like control your kid. Yeah. Like take care of it. Like uh, yeah, it's time to leave. Yeah. So there's there's that and um so this all adds up for Amelia and like I feel like it's a steady pace. It's kind of like The Exorcist where stuff happens uh at a regular pace, but it's not like super fast. This is definitely a little faster and more extreme in terms of like not letting up at all. Yeah. There's no breathing room in this movie in the third act. Like no. even in the exorcist, they're like, all right, well, that exorcism doesn't go well. Let's just like sit here on the stairwell and like yeah. breathe deep for a minute. Like there's no sit in the stairwell, breathe deep for a minute in the third act of this. Um, Like her scene, the Duke and hearing it like the phone call, like all of those things are just. Is it scary to you? Um, yeah, I would get, I, I got scared like the first viewing, like just the creepiness of it, the creepiness of this, of the, of the Babadook. It like, falls so flat for me. If it, it falls f- so flat for me, it's just like, uh, this is so weird. I it, like the yeah. thing I'm having the most trouble with is the discrepancy here. Like, right. It's, it's mostly, I mean, I'm, I'm getting more angry at the movie as we go on. Like I'm getting going down to a two. <laughs> I'm not like, uh, I don't know if I'd say scared, but I'd say like, it's disturbing. Like the, the design and like just the, um, the creepiness of it. Like, I'm not usually affected by creepy, you know, like, oh, yeah, good for you, Tim Burton. Like, whoop-de-doo, it's dark and it's got oil. Penguin's got oil coming out of his mouth. Whoop-de-doo. Like, it's gross. Okay, it's creepy. Yay. This one, for some reason, just really affected me because it's it's like this creepy, like, charcoal illustration that's like jesus christ like what the it's like a scary stories to tell in the dark kind Mm -hmm. of illustration yeah yeah and then that comes out into reality it's translated into reality and you're like but you can't see it but you can and it's like jumping at you it's like okay i mean as much as like jump scares can happen like that that affected me what really affected me was the the terror of amelia and like the helplessness and the like um the inevitability that it's set up of like you are going to strangle your dog, kill your child, and then slit your own throat. Right. The book says so. the yeah, the book reappears after it's been like thrown away. It's been rewritten. Re taped together, but also with added pages describing how She's going to go insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she and then she fulfills part of the prophecy by killing her dog. Yeah. And it's like, that's really, that's terrifying of like her losing her mind. Like, that's like the worst 
the question of like what's happening like when you can't even like say like what's happening um and having to doubt your own senses like that's terrifying and well, uh, also like i mean it's uh, <laughs> kind of primed for it cuz right now my wife's family yeah. has experienced this like the, the psychotic break it's like yeah for more info on uh the incredible up and upsetting uh, psychotic break that Aaron's <clears throat> family has been going through. Check out our uh, afterpods on the, on our Patreon. It's real sad, sad yeah, stuff. But but even before that, it was effective. Like I just felt so terrified, and like I didn't felt like an enormous amount of dread of like where is this going? Yeah, like because like, it's when you outline this is how dark we can go, like. You want to see dark? You want to see, like, helpless? Well, how about we force a mother to kill her child and herself and, like, get ready to see that audience? And you're like, okay, well, I don't know what's going to happen. They could definitely do that or go worse, the, you know? This is so weird. This all lands so different between you and me. Like, the dog, when she killed the dog, that scene felt exactly like the lawnmower scene from Sinister to me. It was like... Well, this right. is unearned and unnecessary. Right. Like you, there's just so many different ways you could do this that would be like so much more effective for me. But here we are. <laughs> Throw a little dead yeah. dog on the floor. Like, I, and I, and that, that 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 again. Like these these are all just choices that so, are personal personal preference yeah, yeah. choices. Like, See, don't fucking kill the dog. I hate it. I hate it. Right. To me, like the. I realized while watching watching it, like what that entire like third act, that's literally like Jack and the Shining. It's it's her being controlled by the darkness uh-huh. and like turning into the monster. Like she is the monster. So it's like Right. The implication yeah. is this is all within her. Yeah, Jack goes insane and he takes out an axe and starts killing his own family. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. With her, like one is the overlook, you know, it's not really explained in The Shining what what's really happening with him other than he goes insane after a couple days. Um, <laughs> Tuesday, everything's fine. What are we having for breakfast, honey? Oh, I'll have mine over easy. Wednesday, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> um, why don't, if you're so hungry, little boy, why don't you eat shit? I'm so irritated by that line. Yeah, but that's like, it's, it's how far you can be pushed as a human being of like, okay, well, this is the worst thing I could possible do, possibly do. And it's like, once that's in your head, there can be a possibility of doing that. And nothing can possible go wrong. <laughs> nothing can possibly go wrong. Huh, that's interesting. That's the first time anything's gone wrong. Dun, well, dun, anyway. Dun. Um, so, the ending, they, it just hurdles towards this ending and eventually, like, they overcome or, like, go get through this experience and just basically through sheer um, will. Yeah. And loving each other. I think that's like what the moral of the story is like. 
they beat it together because they love each other and want to protect each other, even though it's trying to tear them apart. Yeah. And then, you know, it's not <laughs> super resolved. And then there's this part where like, well, the Babadook still exists, but you're just, you know, fending it off. So in that sense, if it's like an allegory, it could be an allegory for lots of different things, but, um, an allegory, I think specifically for like grief of finally, once you confront it, like you can overcome it and like be able to go on with your life without having to like have that yeah. being able to attack you at any time. You just have but, to, you just have to tend to yeah. it, and it which exists. is the worms. Yeah. It's, it exists and it's going to be there always. Um, I mean, I went, uh, my, my father died last year and, um, it's really hard going through just an experience where you really have to like, no, this is, this is traumatic grief. Mm -hmm. Like this is actual trauma that you went through of like, when you think about the thing, it brings you right back into the experience mm -hmm. of like, I'm right there taking care of my dad and seeing him like descend into just oblivion, Yeah, you know? And for months it was like, Oh my God, like, what is this? And even, even then it's like, I know I'm going to get out of it, you know? It's, sure. But even now it's like, I don't think about it, but if I, if something reminds me about it, like You're I'm right pulled back. right there. Yeah. I'm like, well, Jesus, this is, this no, is right there and it uh, doesn't leave. I'll say this for sure. The last part hits, hits good. Mm -hmm. Like this, uh, this, Ending allegory with the worms in the bowl and going to feed the Babadook in the basement. Mm -hmm. That I I do is a part of the movie that I do respect and that I, I you know, it lands well. It, it because because it is a very good summation of dealing with your mental issues, or or, or just or your physical issues, like just getting older. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's just a new ache. Or a new pain, and guess fucking what? That's your life now. Like, now you just got a knee problem mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. Right. And you just got to be careful how you step on that foot. But as long as you do, everything's going to be okay. You do have to pay the piper a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. And I do. I do really like that ending bit with the with the worms and like the like the final breath of hopefulness. And right. um, I do like the end of this movie. Uh, it it does it. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this one most irksome part mm. of the movie. Okay. The T-Rex roar, roar, these little roars they put in that I've heard a thousand times. It's like this super, super commonly used sound effect of a T-Rex, a distant T-Rex roaring in the background. Uh -huh. And the Duke uses this exact same sound effect there's this weird thing if you go on the trivia section of imdb it like mentions there's a bunch of like very specific sound effects that they draw from video games from a couple different video games so it's but yeah it's um i think there's some like winking in the the sound design of some of this stuff there's a lot of winking to like you know um cinema of your uh mm -hmm. you know of the like the black and white era and you know the it's just a little distraction knee for me. Well, mm -hmm. a lot of distraction -y right. for me. Man, this is so crazy how how we can be like like this whole time I've just been like sitting here going, how? How are we 
so copacetic on almost everything else. We then, we agree completely on the witch and hereditary. Yeah. I feel like they're so similar. They're so similar to me. This of is, like this is a cheap party favor compared to the witch and hereditary. <laughs> like this is so gross compared to those two. Um. So, anyways, like. We can agree to disagree. Oh yeah, on yeah. this one, it's not a big deal. And look, if the Babadook is your favorite movie, great, more power to you. I hope you find a million Babadooks and you keep them all on your shelf and don't ever show them to me because I <laughs> hate this stupid movie. All right, we're gonna skip taglines. <laughs> that's that's what's up because it's getting longer than here. I can I read to. my taglines? Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Here we go. Uh, the Babadook. Child abuse. Sometimes it's okay? Question mark. The Babadook. When life is shitty, here's a heaping pile of shit. The Babadook. We can make ninety minutes. We can make ninety minutes last a lifetime. The Babadook. Loud noises. There are my taglines for the Babadook. All right. So let's move on to. One bad reviews for good movies. Bad, 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 bad movies. movies. Blah, blah. Blah, blah. <laughs> okay. We'll use that one too. Bad movies. Hey. This is a little bit where we go into Google user reviews for a tentpole classic horror movie and find all the one-star reviews and give them a voice because those five-star reviews, they get heard all over the place, especially on, on movies like Alien or The Thing. But but what about the one-star reviews? Do they have validity? Are they good? Well, here are some for The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. This one's from, from Harry Potter. <laughs> hey, guys. This review is for teenagers like me. Exorcist might have been scary a few decades ago, but I don't know why they say it is the most scary movie ever made. It's just some extremely boring sad face, sad face emoji with wired with weird and gross stuff like corny throw ups and kind of things is nowhere scary. I rec strongly recommend never to watch it. As when I went per the other reviews, but ended up wasting my time and being bored to core. But if you want some real scary stuff to watch, you can visit my YouTube channel, God of Everything, in a couple of days. What? Wait. Wait, what? <laughs> Plug in this YouTube channel. This one's from Ted Orlowitz Orlowski. Yawn. If I believed in the magical sky fairy and Catholic BS, maybe this would have stirred me. I maybe I, it's I just love the super one. devil of some something I fear more in life. Maybe it's just the super devil. Yeah. Best and only part is her punching the priest as he walked towards her on the bed like he had the backing of Jesus in what, quotes on his side. What's this fellow's name? Ted Okay Orlowski. Ted. Ted, you got you got a little too much energy around religion here. I, look, I get it. You you were raised religious. You were quote unquote lied to. It's but you know what? The re religion is not your enemy. It's okay. The Exorcist 
is a fine film. It doesn't prove the existence of God or the super devil, as you say. I have <laughs> I have one <laughs> the super devil. <laughs> this is from Tiru Venki. Nice comedy film. I don't know why this movie in horror category. By looking at reviews, I created so much to my friends while we were watching together. I can see their inner feeling. Is this a horror movie that too top of all? Funny movie. <laughs> two stars. <laughs> Where, where's the two come from? <laughs> uh, this is from Avery Sargis. One star review. The Exorcist is the worst horror movie I've ever seen. Wow. Plotline, non-existent. Camera <laughs> angles, horrible. No jump scares. I was laughing the whole time. Definitely more of a comedy. I'm 12, by the way, and people say this is the scariest movie of all time. I've seen scarier movies that weren't even in the horror genre. Not scary at all. Not even a little bit disturbing. I love that review. Um, similar. Okay, so a lot of these bad movie reviews for good horror movies, you will find they have a couple lanes. And one of the biggest lanes is, didn't scare me. Right. You think that's scary? Yeah, I wasn't scared. I. You think it's scary? I wasn't scared by it. Here's one by Meg. She says, people did faint at this in cinemas. My auntie was there and she saw them. Not so shocking now. I can't watch it for laughing at the spoofs. Much like the ring, I find it tame. Two stars. <laughs> this one's from Philip Cini. As a firm believer of the supernatural, I find this film goes beyond overboard. Movies are meant to entertain. This one should have been relegated relegated to comic book status. No stars from me. Wow. I don't even know what that means. Relegated to comic book status. I don't know either. Yeah, it's uh, keep it in the comics. Um, here's BTS Boy says, I had a lot of headaches and vomiting after watching this movie. But why did this happen to me? Question mark. Two stars. Uh, it sounds like he was possessed. Yeah. Olin Lugin. Joe Mama level bad. <laughs> I do not like this movie because it has no Joe Mama. Oh, um, Jez Gulliver says the most overrated film ever. One over the worst son called horror film I've ever seen. Not at tall. Scary. More of a comedy than a horror. Ha ha ha. Okay, this will be the last one for me. Cigar Dev 93342 Dev says, Don't watch this film in 2020 or above years, and its story can't be explained by anyone. Can't can't be explained can't by explain anyone. Can't explain The Exorcist. How do you explain that? Bryce, how it's do a, you explain that? It's impossible to explain The Exorcist. It's inscrutable. Here's Yana Sharma. I hardly understand anything in this movie. Too complicated for children. <laughs> I would say The Exorcist is definitely too complicated right. for children, but that's not a reason to give it one star. Yeah. So that was... Bad, bad reviews, reviews for good movies. Gabagool. Thank you so much for joining us. Let us know in the comments below what you think of the Babadook. Do you agree with David or do you agree with me? 
I am really curious about how this is going to be received in the. Oh, I'm going to get torn to shreds. Horror movie talk community. You got if if nothing else, you got to ex- respect my courage because this is this movie is just beloved. Yeah, inexplicably, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, I can. I'm trying to think of like the stuff that's beloved that I just don't care that much about. There's been movies that I've that I've seen that I'm like, this is just. I'm bothered by it, mm-hmm. but then on rewatching, I'm like, okay, all right, I can see. I can approach it from an area where, like, okay, it's it's all right. Like, I get why people love it. It's not for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think of one that, like, I just. Li- I mean, I guess the, my most contrarian one is The Shining. Like, I'm like, no. Nah. Doesn't do it. It doesn't do it for me. I I'm don't like, feel like that. I don't feel like that's a hot take, though. I think a lot of people. I feel that way about The Shining. The Shining is, I mean, yes, it is widely regarded as one of the tentpole classic mm-hmm. movies that ever, 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 ever made in the horror genre. But also, lots of people are like, when you can't, yeah. when you can't answer the question of like, well, why did the why did the main character go insane? Like that's what when they're supposed to be an explanation. Am when I, there's supposed to be a reason for it? Are you asking me? Are you telling me that I should be looking through Google Google user reviews in the one star section for Bryce to be like can't explain anything? <laughs> me no happen. What unexplainable? Mo- me no happen at what movie happened? <laughs> these people, these people, they talk, they talk like yeah. I, I mean, real retarded. Retired it. Lots of retired people. People can, can, on those one star. Not reviews. using those those keyboards very well. Just like those retired folks. Yeah. Well, with that, you guys have a great week. We love you very much. Um, stay spooky. Bye. 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 Hua. 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 Sorry. <laughs> Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted casts, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopa chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rough. Ten kids, Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex expert. After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie, Picasso.
shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. Ain't your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 days shutter and jump scares. They fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, they spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.